Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hour number two of the Get Right. Revenge of KG on 105. Three, the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Anatula. Yes, sir. Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on your Turn It On, Leave It On station. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey. And the Odyssey app, the text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we're with you until 11 o'clock tonight here on this <sighs> hump night edition of the Get Right as we get ready to send uh, Reg off to uh, vacation. That's right. Uh, we are having everyone on the text line all right. say all the nice things to Reg as he gets ready to go on vacation. One of the things I got sent into the Twitch chat is mm-hmm. uh, Reggie is great and probably uses good shampoo and conditioner. Thank you. I do. Thank you for somehow knowing that through the screen. I was are you blushing? Are you are you are you I don't uh, think I'm blushing. I just I think that's a hilarious, <laughs> hilarious uh compliment. Well they notice I'm sure that you look like you take good care of yourself and your hair, so I'm sure that's a natural assumption for take care of all right. All right care of myself just you all know, right do just, enough i'm sure i can do better i'm certain at kevin great sports at reds at until if you want to get at us on twitter we are joined in studio yes sir the dfwsecurity.com studios by the nba's managing editor for the athletic proud lsu tiger louisiana native and now dfw resident pro wrestling fan oh wow much like myself tyler batiste joining us here in studio what's up man most importantly the pro wrestling stuff reds where you going uh, Where's the vacation? I am going to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere where I didn't need a passport, but will be luxurious. That's what's up. Okay. That's that's <laughs> the idea. What's going on, fellas? Hey, man, not much. We have just been having a ball in here talking about all sorts of random stuff. But, you mm-hmm. know, the, the thing that is closest, near and nearest, and dearest to both of our hearts. Hoop. That's right. And so we have been having a lot of fun getting to talk to you about Hoop. And we're like, hey, man, let's bring, let's bring our guy in and be able to talk fully around uh basketball man with this view i can't pass this up that's right i mean yeah you get to see the dfw skyline of course out there as well we're not too far from the aac or of course the stars in the dallas mavericks play 11 floors up so just that's right you know to paint the picture we get a pretty good right, right. view of downtown dallas uh, for worth, I mean, we can kind of see it. <laughs> it's a little bit further away, just a little bit. No, on a good day though, when it's you know really clear, you could see all the way to Arlington. And you, you can see, see all the way to Fort Worth. I'm not even going to pretend yeah. to know which way Fort Worth is from where I'm. Fort Worth um, is that away. It's great radio what we're doing right now. Yeah. Arlington okay. is that like way. that right. way. You can usually, if you look out this way, and ooh, am I about to say something that you can't say on the radio? Uh, you'll see wow. A, you'll see a little bump on the horizon, which is AT&T <laughs> Stadium. I was about to call it something else. A little wow. bit, little bit more uh, Thank you for anatomy. I got you. Okay. It's yeah, only 8 o'clock, bit, man. 8 o'clock. Yeah, Thank a little you. more anatomy wise. but It's a little bump over there on the horizon that is 
uh, ATT Stadium. Speaking of the NBA real quick, don't forget to hang out with the G-Bag Nation tomorrow at the Omni at the Owner's Box in Dallas, 555 South Lamar, as the fellas will be out there for in game one of the NBA Finals. You'll be able to hang out with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo uh, for the first half of the game there. So you'll get some fan hats, Tolo swag, uh, $25 owner's box gift cards as well. Free parking, 70-plus TVs, a 16-foot jumbo screen as well. Uh, specialty food and cocktail items available, again, at the owner's box, 555 South Lamar. Hang out with the G-Bag Nation beginning at 2 o'clock and then stick around after the show with Zach Wolchuk and Eric follow as they watch Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Speaking of which, uh, Tyler, tell me why the Denver Nuggets are about to um, handle business against the Miami Heat here. <laughs> if you believe that. I, I mean, I do believe that, but I didn't think the Heat would get this far anyway, so I, I can't. <laughs> I mean, like, it's tough to say, you know, it's, it's a certainty because who knows, you know, who, who picked them to get past the first round who picked them to get past the play-in when they were down you know uh late against uh, they're down by 10 yeah the- toronto like or, or, or uh whoever chicago. Was chicago right yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it seems like chicago yeah. looked up and was like hey look the heat made a run and we almost beat them in right, the play-in let's right. sign everybody back up right 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 so i mean i mean denver's been the best team in the west all season um i think we talked about it a few weeks ago how they were kind of being disrespected mm-hmm. because people were talking about golden state and the lakers and memphis and mm-hmm phoenix and all these other teams and then they just took care of business i was really impressed with them in that game three against the lakers when it looked like the game that the lakers were taking they were like nah you know not not happening yeah, yeah. How, how, how do we explain that phenomenon with the nuggets because i feel like one a lot of people one of the disrespectful points or one of the points that breeds disrespect for the nuggets is just we haven't watched a lot of them just generally and when it comes down to it when you watch them play it seems like, I don't even know exactly how to quantify or qualify, but it just seems like there's points where they go, all right, let's lock in. Yeah. Not like they were fooling around before, but they're like, okay, now it's time to really make sure that this possession we score, and on the other end we take the ball back, and then we score again, and on the other possession, like it just dials in. Uh, I mean, that's the sign of a great team, is it not? Right. I mean, you look at the roster, man, like they're they're pretty much, you know, a 9 out of 10 when it comes to like, roster construction like the only thing they really don't have is is kind of rim protection like Jokic is not like a guy who's gonna just block four or five shots a game but Jamal Murray can shoot he can distribute KCP is a great wing defender who has a title people don't talk a lot about people KCP. don't talk about he's yeah. the only guy on that team who I mean he the, the bubble title is what it is but it was a title and he was an important part of that team Michael Porter Jr. can shoot Aaron Gordon, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that, that, that's what they need him to that's do. He true. can shoot. He can that's shoot. True. Aaron Gordon is a guy who was like probably miscast when he was in Orlando. Like it, it was kind of like he was the guy who was like the number one or two guy on a team, and you see him now as option three, four, five, rebounding, playing in that dunker spot, bringing energy. That's what he should be doing, and, and they put him in the position to do that. And then you got Jokic, who's been disrespected ever since he. Got drafted during a Taco Bell commercial or whatever it was. <laughs> it was a Taco Bell. No, yeah, right. it was a Taco Bell, right? That's right. <laughs> so I mean, they got a good team. They got a good a, a good bench. They brought in guys. It was interesting to me. The thing that kind of like not sold me on them, but when they traded for Reggie Jackson and didn't mm. even play him, I was like, oh man, they they must be yeah. That's they a must point. know they're set. They're, they they traded for a guy who was starting alongside Kawhi Leonard and. And Paul George for the Clippers and and whatever they even, played, barely, barely, yeah, exactly, and barely played. 
barely played him in Denver. It was like, okay, they got something going if they're going to bring in this guy just to get rid of somebody else. Bones yes. Island, obviously, there was some stuff going on yeah, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was entirely a vibes play. Yeah, right? yeah. Like they it goes were back like, to what you said. Like the, it's that team aspect. They were like, yeah. we, don't, we, we got our eight or nine guys, and we don't really need a whole lot of help, and we're going to make this work. And so far, they've, they've done it. We'll see if they can get four more. I'm just happy for Michael Malone. He could talk about somebody else other than the Lakers at this point. <laughs> right, right, right. Michael Malone has just kept the Lakers in his mouth the entire time. But I am fascinated by this coaching matchup because after Spolstra and that Heat team went to Boston, win game seven, I tweeted it out. I said, look, man, Spolstra is an all-timer now. Six NBA Finals appearances as a head coach. My man was a video coordinator in 1995. It's wild. It's wild. And then eventually became the dude that Pat Riley looked at and said, you're my guy to lead this franchise, and he has done an incredible job with that franchise. Now, for the second time with Jimmy Butler, this team is in the NBA Finals. What is it about Spolstra that fits so well and so perfectly with this organization and what he's doing there? It's that Spo culture. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, I, mean, I mean, look, when you got somebody like Pat Riley who's, who has your back, regardless of the, the good times, the bad times, like that – you know, Pat Riley still for a lot of these guys, maybe not so much the younger players because they're 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 so much young they don't know about the Showtime Lakers and you know what this kind of Pat Riley aura. But when you got a guy who's been around the league for that long, had that much success, and and when he's like, "This is my guy," and you guys gotta you know follow suit, it's tough to like buck that trend. Whether you're a star, whether you're uh, you know the tenth guy on the bench, like that leadership is important. Mm-hmm. And knowing that if you go through a, a, a swoon where you you know lose a few games in a row or have a a rough month or two that it's not going to, they're not going to cut bait and get rid of him and, 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 and adjust course. So, I mean, obviously he's been, I think it's a benefit that he's been a video coordinator. He's kind of done the most, not the least important job, but one of the lower jobs in terms of like coaching staff and preparation that, you know, even those people who do that now can look at him and say, okay, he knows what he's talking about because he was in his chair and it's work, man. I mean, you can't, (laughs) he's been around what, since 2008, Right, seven, third, eight? third longest ten or second longest tenured, only behind what Popovich Pop, now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. Had success with very, like so many different iterations of that team too. Mm-hmm. Like it's all been the Heat, but you know, some LeBron, some Wade, some Butler, even some of those other teams were, were, were feisty in the playoffs. So man, it's the coaching matchup is going to be interesting because I think both these guys are really good. All right, Tyler. Before I throw any of the Mavs whatever at you um <laughs> i'm going to stretch your mind with me okay because okay. i think we all three of us in this room feel very strongly about the nuggets winning this handily right even if you know with all due respect to the heat absolutely but if the heat are to win this series this final series it will take what what combination of things what jimmy butler's gonna have to be playoff jimmy mm-hmm. i think they're gonna Jokic is gonna impact the game in one way or another, whether it's scoring or distributing. Like he's gonna have his, he's gonna make his mark even if he's not getting points. I think part of it is like whether he's distributing and getting those the people he's getting buckets are Jamal Murray and and Michael Porter Jr. or whether or or if it's like Bruce Brown and Christian Braun. Because if you, if it's option A, then the Heat don't have a chance. If if those other guys are cold. Like you can live with Christian Brown, you know, getting 15 points if if Michael Porter Jr. isn't scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gonna be tough, man. I mean, because because Jokic and we've got a story coming tomorrow in the Athletic plug uh, about the two man game between Jamal Murray and Jokic and yep. how that kind of developed long ago when they were playing for uh, you know international tournaments for Team World back like eight years ago. They there wow. were glimpses of that even back then because obviously Jamal Murray's Canadian, uh, Jokic is Serbian. And that just kind of developed. It's going to be tough, man. I, I, Jimmy Butler's got to be 
playoff Jimmy, like I said, they look tired for stretches against game against the Celtics in game yes. seven. Yes. How is, you know, two days off going to help them? And then going to altitude. Altitude, you know, the, the good thing, I guess, they play Thursday. Game two is Sunday. Game three is Wednesday. So they're going to have some some time off in the middle. Maybe they can kind of get their legs a little bit under them. But yeah. um, it's tough to – I think the Nuggets are going to win. But like I said, man, you've been doubting the Heat since April, and they're still here. So <laughs> what makes this, this one different, you know? I, they I, believe they can win. That's the most important thing. And that's the whole mantra for Jimmy Butler. They don't care what is said outside of that locker room. They believe that they nope. can win. I think that's what I just find so fascinating about him as a star in this league is that his – I feel like it's an indomitable will that he has, and he just wants to put it to everyone who's out there. I saw a picture. I didn't even realize this. Apparently, he ended Joe Mazzulla's college career. Yeah, I saw yes. that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> when yeah. he was at uh, West Virginia. West Virginia, yes. yeah. And he was at Marquette, and then, of course, just did the same in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow, you just said that he ended Joe Mazzulla's career. That's crazy. <laughs> Matt, we well, had a, <laughs> a week ago, we thought Joe Mazzulla's career was about to end. And then basically. we didn't, and then we, yeah, now we don't. Yeah. Exactly. Matt, I, Matt, I Butler told us we had a story like in November. They were two and five, and and Butler was like, "We're going to win the effing championship." That sounds exactly like and, it. And, that sounds like a Jimmy Butler thing to say. And all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, "All right, man, like that's that's confidence." Yeah, but well, we've seen your movies. We know exactly yeah. who you are. I don't he, know if your team is a championship. And they're team. four wins away, so right. I mean, can't doubt them at this point, man. Before yeah, we go, oh, I'm gonna doubt him. I'm gonna doubt him. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gonna doubt him? I'm gonna doubt him. Do it at your own peril. I, I love guess. Jimmy. I'm, I love Jimmy Butler to an extent, but hey, man, I'm gonna doubt him here. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, speaking of championships, before we go to break here, what are your thoughts on Bob Myers stepping down after 12 years, president and general manager of the Golden State Warriors? Kind of a maybe an end of an era there. Let, you know, Draymond Green tell it. He is really close with Bob Myers. Your thoughts on, you know, him stepping down and what that could mean for Golden State moving forward here? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a different voice kind of making the decisions. He's been there for the entire, you know, run of this this championship, you know, window that they've had. Um this is going to be a weird summer for them anyway because of the new CBA and the contract mm-hmm. decisions that they have to make. Do you it. have an understanding of this? Because I need someone to help like break some of this down. I do a, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. All right. You got to ask me pointed questions that I can try to answer. <laughs> okay. I, can't, I can't give you the, the, the overview. But, yeah. Uh, it's going to hurt those teams that like to – basically, you're just not going to be able to write a check to the league and build your team however you want, mm-hmm. which is what you can do now. What you're going to have to do is, okay, if you go over a certain part of the luxury tax, then you're not going to be able to uh, – add guys on the buyout market. You're not going to be able to trade certain picks. You're not going to be able to uh, do certain things from a roster construction perspective. So it's, it's combined gonna, salaries. Too. Yeah. It's gonna, so it's going to be difficult yeah. to kind of have three quote unquote superstars on a team. Um, Cause you can't just like write it off to the league. Oh, we got the money. We're going to let us do what we want. There's going to be some other penalties there. That's the general idea of it, but it is the end of an era. I don't think Golden State wants it to be the end of their era. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they like, they're not putting out a team with Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and, and whoever else is around them thinking that they're not going to compete. They just won the title 11 months ago. You know, like they still think they got a chance. So it certainly is the end of an era. They don't want it to be the end of theirs. And they're going to find somebody, whether it be inside or outside, to, to keep it rolling. Yeah, they got a lot of decisions to make. Yep. yep. Draymond Green among the chief ones there uh, for them this summer. It's the Get Right Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Tyler Batiste joining us in studio here on the Get Right. Uh, coming up next on the other side of this break, a little Ask Tyler, and of course, oh wow, we got to talk a little Mavericks. Oh, does that does that scare you at all? No, <laughs> no, just I, I, I Matt wasn't Murray handled it. it swimmingly. Oh, yeah, right. David Hellman's done it great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're better than them, right? I'm not saying that. In okay. case wow, listening. wow. Plus, we'll talk a little Mavericks as well. We'll do that next on the Get Right. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. Correct. (laughs) Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here. We are joined in studio by Tyler Batiste, NBA managing editor for The Athletic, talking all things NBA. Of course, the NBA Finals tomorrow as the Miami Heat visit the Denver Nuggets in game one of the 2023 NBA Finals at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg at Atula. If you want to follow Tyler on Twitter, you can follow him at Ty Batiste. That is B-A-T-I-S-T-E. No P. No P. <laughs> Don't do that. That's right. That's right. If you want to follow him. On I beat you to it. I was like, I never yeah, got it. He was like, you're not even going to let the man say it nope. himself? Nope. That's his own tagline. He's not even going to say it himself? My bad. My way, bad. To, way to go, Reg. Um, Reg is feeling extra good tonight because, of course, he is about to be out of here on vacations. Sunny beaches. Drinks. When was the last time you went on vacation? Uh, Last year when I was in New Orleans? But like on first time in New Orleans, by the by the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah Did you yeah. have somebody to like tell you where to go, or was it just like, oh, go to Bourbon not, Street? Not quite. We we was on Bourbon <laughs> okay. a lot. Okay. Uh, we we ventured a little bit off Bourbon, but like it was it was just. Burp, in my opinion, Bourbon's Bourbon's fine when you go at the right time. What's that mean? Like, say for Mardi Gras, for instance. Okay. Like, I, best time to go to Bourbon Street is like Monday afternoon. Huh. Because it's kind of quiet. You still get the feeling of it, and then when, yeah, like, but you're not going to bourbon for the quiet. If you if you do Saturday and Sunday right, then like you appreciate that Monday afternoon. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. You, you're easing into it. You know what I mean? Okay, that's All my right. opinion. Other people could you know have their opinions and they'd be wrong, but that's what I think. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I love the. It, it, we are kindred spirits in the look. You can have your opinion. I'm just gonna let you know you're wrong. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, the, the last time I was in New Orleans, you can appreciate this. Last time I was in New Orleans was for uh, WrestleMania. When it was there at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. By the way, worst in-and-out situation at Mercedes-Benz. Getting in and out. Uh, of I was like, what stadium. are we talking about? Okay. Uh, it's, it's one way in, one way really? out. Really? I was here for uh, Mania 32. Yeah. And they had just, at AT&T Stadium, they had uh-huh. just like instituted the like online or digital-only ticket situation. And it was... It was hell trying it was to hell that day yeah i remember i, I was think there. i missed the first couple of matches and i was like man this got this has got to be they, they're, they're trying out this system they should have like done it at a smaller scale than like yeah eighty thousand or ninety thousand or whatever people that were that were there but no it was i crazy agree i agree the superdome you know it's got its uh its history and everything but it's not the it's not the most up-to-date 
stadium, I would say. Not very comfortable to sit in either. No, no. <laughs> Did not enjoy the seats. I mean, enjoy where I was sitting, but the seats themselves, not great at all. Um, the text line mm-hmm. is act, uh, is starting to, I was about to say acting up, which is not necessarily true, but you're getting uh, active. I appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. 877-881-1053 is we kind of, let's, let's do a little bit of Ask Tyler. Yeah. And this is kind of, this is an offshoot because I was, you know, talking about the idea of, you know, just telling people that they're wrong. And somebody from the 214 said, like Reggie says, I'm wrong for saying there's no defense in the NBA. And Tyler is another mm. hoop fan. I would like to get your perspective. So these, these, you know, these people see someone else's perspective, right? A lot of folks talk about, oh man, there's no defense in the NBA anymore. And I patently disagree with that notion. I think the defense is... You know, still pretty good. There's I think the defense is good and the offense is just better. Thank you. Next question. Like that's nope. it. Like, <laughs> that's all. No, because I, it, it, I can you get to some of the heart of this? Like, why is it so easy for folks to maybe miss on the idea that there's a lot of defense happening in this league? I mean, I do think it, the simple answer is that the the offensive players are just so much better than they used to be in the in the past. Um, I think a lot of it is probably because players now are just kind of trained to 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 shoot so many threes, mm-hmm. and that you know you hit ten threes against ten twos, like you're gonna you're gonna have more points, and so the numbers look higher. It looks like teams are scoring a lot more, even though maybe the the, the amount of possessions and stuff are happening are are pretty similar. Um, I think the way people you see a lot more switching now, mm-hmm. which you didn't really see in the you know '80s and '90s, and even the early part of the 2000s. It was kind of like if you're a four. You defend fours. Now, if you're a four and you can't uh, defend a five or you can't defend players in the wing, then like your draft stock is going to is going to tank. You're not going to be as versatile as your team. The, the, the Mavs obviously can use a player who can do a little bit of that. Um, so I just think these maybe the defensive players and the schemes and the uh, the principles are kind of a little more specific maybe than they used to be. Um, or maybe not actually maybe the opposite. You need to kind of switch a little bit more. Um, and, and if you can't do that, then you're kind of lost. But I, I think those players like, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, Dylan Brooks, when he is playing and not doing Dylan Brooks things, mm-hmm. uh, Rudy Gobert, there's still a lot of really good defenders and a lot of good defensive coaches and stuff in the league. It's just that, you know, it, uh, offense beats defense in the NBA and the offensive players are so much more uh, more competent and, and, and better at, at scoring the basketball. That is tough. I also wonder if some of this is like, specialization has kind of you know evolved like it used to be that you had some guys that were specialized to so much to the point that's like i shoot do you dribble did you hear me i said i shoot now guys if you want to play in the league you could be a specialized shooter but you still need to be able to put the ball on the ground you still need to have some passing to you i think like more often than not even like the middle range of the people uh, you know offensive players have more versatility to them and you're not going to get just a big that just puts their back on you that you need to be able to do that and cut and pass and so like I think that also the assignments are harder not just because of the pure talent but I think also like the diversified talent of some of these players I agree and I think that's changed like in the past decade too I think like a player like if Clay Thompson came in the league as Clay Thompson is right now like I don't know if he'd be as he, he was a great defender. He's still a pretty good defender, but when he was at his peak, he was a great defender and a great shooter. Arguably the best two-way player in the game yeah. at that point. Yeah, now he's a little bit – he's a step slower. He doesn't put the ball on the ground a lot. It's not like he's he's getting to his shot off of dribbles. It's more, you know, running mm-hmm. off of screens and catch. Like if you come in the league with just that skill set and you're like, oh, you're not that great of a defender, you know, like if you – you know, now you're Clay Thompson, you can kind of get by with it. But, like, that's the kind of – to me, that's like kind of a, a situation where like you got to have those those other things, and that's the fe- that's developed over the past couple, you know, recently as well. You can't just be a three and D who only does three and D. Like even the three and D players have to bring something else. You got to be a good rebounder. Yeah. You got to 
you know, be able to make the right passing reads or something. You know what I mean? So, like you said, that versatility skill set. The offense is just so good, man. Like, <laughs> no matter how good the defense is, the offense is just better nowadays. So many players. Let's go to the 214 here on the text line. Um, what defender can the Mavs go get to help the team replace Dorian Finney-Smith either in the draft or in free agency? Man, so the draft, I, I think the player that kind of like, to me, that would fit the Mavs really well would be Taylor Hendricks, the kid from uh, UCF. Um, Apparently ESPN had him in his latest, in their latest mock going to, at 10 to the okay. to the Mavericks. I, I, I question whether he'll be available there. I do too. Um, <laughs> you know, I think he's really good. I think that that's a guy that you kind of probably want to pay attention to. I think Jarese Walker too from, from Houston is a really good defender. He, he shot a little, uh, he was kind of hit or miss in Houston uh, this past year, but he's also like six eight, and has kind of played more of like a power forward center for them. Whereas I think the Mavs probably want somebody who's a little bit more versatile on the, on, on the wing. I'm going to throw this name out there. I'm not saying they should go get him. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but. Oh, here it goes. Let's get spicy. Yeah, let's get spicy. If they could find a Dylan Brooks guy, maybe it is Dylan yeah, Brooks. Yeah, like, maybe someone named Dylan Brooks. <laughs> maybe it is Dylan Brooks who's just like, hey, you know, all that other stuff, you know, let's put that behind you. We got two shooters here, two scorers in Luka and Kyrie, presumably Kyrie. All you got to do, you got to be the, anybody from 6'3 to 6'8 on the other team, their best player. That's who you guard every night and, and. That's your assignment. Hit open threes when you come to them and, and guard that person. Don't worry about, you know, trying to comp- let those two dudes do what they do. This is your role. Is Dylan Brooks going to be uh, somebody who kind of embraces that after everything that went on in, in Memphis? Do the Mavs even want that here uh, at that personality? I don't know, but they that's the kind of guy they, they could use. They just need someone. They, they've got the offense. They've got the scoring. They need somebody who, you know, who can lock in every night. And right. Luke and Kyrie. They can lock in when they want to, but you need kind of that 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 dominant player. I think Taylor Hendricks, like I said in the draft, I don't think he's going to be there. Jarese Walker's good. I think Anthony Black's a, a really good player as well yeah. on defense, although he kind of profiles more as a a point guard, kind of a lead ball handler, and you really probably don't need another one of those. Yeah, though they can bring it on defense, but um, wouldn't be surprised to see them trade that pick, move back down, and try to maybe get someone who's um, who who can who can uh, you know who can come in immediately and play. Chris Murray too, I think from Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's probably more of a mid to late first round guy. The Mavs are like in a in a win now situation. Mm-hmm. He's twenty two, you know, a little bit older. He's a little bit older. Little bit older. Yeah, um, not as athletic as his twin brother Keegan, but I mean, he can certainly is strong enough to defend. He can knock down the open shot, which is what you need. And maybe he's a plug and play guy like Keegan was for the Kings this year. That's interesting. I hadn't considered that, but no, KG literally yesterday, two days ago, yeah, mentioned the idea of maybe the Mavericks trading back and trying to acquire more assets out of that 10, but still then use a draft pick to get a young player. The one thing, can I go backwards to the Dylan Brooks thing? Yeah. One of the things that concerns me, and I know concerns a lot of people, is like he has seemingly a lack of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And Which, when I spoke to somebody at the Mavs, that was the one well, thing. That they, they, they brought up. I mean, to yeah. your point, that they brought that up, his character and IQ concerns there. And one of the things that when we talk about the heat in their culture, it's not even just the they play hard. It's very clear that everybody slots into their role. Right. And nobody's bigger than like the larger concept. Everybody knows exactly what they are capable of and what they are to be expected of. And sometimes that means we're going to ask you to do more. But when that time comes, you do that. Until then, you play your role. And I do wonder if the Mavs have the capability or have built – that culture locally to be able to you know facilitate that a, a, a culture that has enough gravitas that anybody walks in and goes okay I see what it is here right and I'll immediately fall back into my role I guess that remains to be seen 
Oh boy, that's that's a lot of baggage that comes with Dylan Brooks, though, <laughs> especially after the way things ended. Right in Memphis, I do I did find it a tad bit unfair that he was pretty much you know relegated to being the scapegoat there for everything that was happening. Yeah, sure. In Memphis, yeah, no that that was unfair. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, there was. He had a lot to do with it. Right, right. <laughs> well, my, the thing that he had to do with it, from my perspective, was that lack of self-awareness. And yeah. That, the reason why I say that is the dude is not a good shooter, at least in NBA perspectives. Yeah. He took a lot of shots. A lot. For a dude who was not a good shooter. And you can exist in this league not being a good shooter. It's hard nowadays, but you just got to find what you can produce and not try and force the things that you can. And that was the thing. It felt like he was often trying to play bigger than what his talent was capable of doing. And it goes to what you were saying. Like a team like the Mavericks, they, you, you'd have to come in knowing that you're you're not expected and they don't need you and they don't want you to be shooting that much. We've mm-hmm. got two guys who are going to take the majority of the shots. When they come to you, you know, be, be at least respectable. But that's not your primary your primary goal here to, to, to kind of score points. And Memphis, I mean, to their credit, that that's what got them – to have some successful regular seasons as they kind of had that next man up attitude. When John Moran would go down, they had these guys who stepped up when when needed and, and got them the you know number two seed in the West and all that stuff. But, you know, that's not a sustainable, obviously that's not a sustainable um, situation because it didn't work out for him this year. But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of guy, again, not saying that that's who the map should get, but that, that kind of defender, tough nose. Second team all NBA defensive player. You know, come in and say, hey, here's your role. And somebody who's fine with that, Knowing that that that's what their role is, and not not anticipating like, okay, I'm going to come in and do this, but in a year, it's my time to shine. Like, no, this is what you yeah. do. You know, come in and do it. If you're the Mavericks, you got to be confident in your ability to absorb that kind of personality into your locker room, and knowing that he's going to be the kind of player on and off the floor that's not serving as a distraction because they got enough of that going on, right? You know, with this team as it is. So, Dylan Brooks is a guy that'll be out there and available. We'll see what happens with him um, as we continue. Ask Tyler here. We may need to do some more. Are you up for another segment? I've got nothing to do today. Man. All right, cool. Because okay. <laughs> I'm here. You need to talk about pro wrestling. I I can see it. Don't in your say body. it. You, you do. know that I need you to. Do. He's gonna start his vacation early once I we see. start talking about that. Right. No, no, I can't because there's been a lot of things happening in college football, and I wonder, Tyler, if you want to talk a little bit about college football as well. Does that sound something? As long as you know, you? I'm gonna. Use every opportunity I can to, That's to, right. to mention LSU. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that at this station. So, That's fine. You know, That's fine. We're, we're used to that. More Tyler Batiste on the other side of this break here on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores holding it down for you here on this Wednesday. I appreciate you joining us on. Odyssey and the Odyssey app on the final day of the month of May. Oh, man, rent's due. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That would be tomorrow. God. Uh, but hard to believe that we are about to turn the calendar from May to June and about to start the sixth month of the year. I feel like 2023 has flown by extremely fast. You know why? Why is that? Because you're 36. Relax. Relax. Hey man, I'm coming. I'm right behind you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Baptiste uh, joining us here in studio. He's been hanging out with us here for almost the last uh, the last hour here. So really appreciate him hanging out with us here on the get right. Of course, Tyler, the NBA's managing editor for the Athletic. Um, before we continue with ask Tyler, I do want to ask him this real quick: mm-hmm. Who's your favorite writer at the Athletic? No, I'm not. I'm not answering that. I'm gonna go ahead and say Tim Cato in case Yay! he's listening. Hey, there we 
There you go. But got a good answer. He's all right. But he's, good answer. he's not listening. I'm not. I'm pleading the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me pose it a different way then. Who is the best to edit? Whose work is you know either the easiest to edit or? Hey man, you're not getting me. <laughs> you're not getting me. I'm familiar with your game. Uh, <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best at it. When I write, when I write something myself. There you go. Hey, that's that. That's How the. Often that's, are you writing these? That's days, the only friend. Not that. No, not that often. Okay. <laughs> like, what, what gets you to like? Hey, I, I want to write something. Like, is there gonna be something? Very else? rarely, because I, okay. I, I I prefer to be like the behind the scenes. I don't really like. Okay. To, um, what does it entail? Like, I mean, just for the listener that may not fully understand, like, kind of the process of writing to publish. Like, what does your job entail? As an I mean, it depends on the. On, it's obviously it's management. It's 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 like coaching. I I kind of uh, you know compare it to a lot of times. Like, you can't you know edit the every writer the same. Like, some writers are really good at reporting, and they need the kind of you know the structure part of it needs to be worked on some people are really good at the structure part and they they don't have the reporting chops some people you know you need to kind of plan a story idea and let it seem like they came up with it themselves ah. some people are uh you know they got all the ideas they just need to help prioritizing it and and, and, and saying hey what's important and what's not so it, it, it really is like coaching in a sense when I mean, you can't just like look at a staff of writers and then treat them all the same you kind of got to be versatile and um and 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 you know, know people's strengths and what they can improve on and 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 stuff like that so um it's fun i mean been doing it for a while now so but yeah not a whole lot gets me to to come out of writing retirement to to, <laughs> to, to contribute in that way it's got to be like a project or we got to have nobody else available <laughs> it's like i put the pen down and i put it down for good um picked up a red one so he could that's right, right, right yeah, he's right, got the red yeah. one in his hand speaking of writing before we get to little college football Storyline, wrestle. That's right. I saw yeah. the segue. I saw it. That's it. I saw that's it. it. That's it. That's it. Uh, we're not going to talk about CM Punk because, you know, he's coming back apparently uh, in a couple of weeks in June. Saw that right before I, I hit the road to come down here. Of course, he would come back at the United Center for AEW's collision. But as being a fellow pro wrestling fan, I'm not going to put you on the spot, you know, whether you like WWE or AEW better. We all, we all love pro wrestling here. Um, but your thought, though, on Jimmy finally super kicking the crap out of Roman Reigns at Night of Champions, which I think effectively has now, we think, ended the bloodline? Or is this just another chapter of the bloodline beginning now? Reg, you want to take this one? I don't understand. The, <laughs> he does. I don't. I really I saw, don't. Uh, I, saw I really don't face. understand. Face, the wheels. My were, eyes uh-huh, glazed over. Turning. Yep. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I have heard of the bloodline. Yeah. Uh, the Roman Reigns storyline where they didn't had him up there for seven hundred weeks. Bruh. Right. Who are you telling? Um, I, 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 but that's that's all I got. Like that was that was the full bag that I just displayed for you. At this I point. think that was good. That's good. Thanks. I like it because I don't know where it's going. I can't. I I, I didn't think it was going to be Jimmy who was the one to kind of. You know, but it's it's his turn, right? I mean, Jay had his. Yeah, his time. I mean, if you think about it that way, yeah, for sure. I I wasn't personally, I wasn't expecting it. I kind of, yeah. I I thought it was gonna, I thought it was gonna eventually be Jay, and then over the past couple of weeks, they've been planting those other seeds, and now mm-hmm. it's kind of come full circle. So I like that there's, I like that there's some uncertainty because a lot of times, I mean, you know, you watch it, you watch the product, and you can like tell you telegraph what they're gonna do in two months, six months, a year down the line. I don't know where this is going now. Like, I don't know what's going to be money in the bank. I don't know what's going to be SummerSlam. And and that uncertainty is kind of, it's kind of refreshing to kind of, to kind of watch as a fan. Cause I mean, dorks like us, we get too into it. You know what I mean? Like, yep. but, but man, it's fun to kind of step back sometimes. We're like, okay, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen tonight. It's and been, you've gotten a little bit of that. Um, yeah. 
recently. And this, for me, has been the best storyline of the past 20 years. I mean, it's been what? That feels, I don't know like what the actual magnitude of that statement is, but it feels like a strong statement you just made. No, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the, the storyline has been like a lot of times in wrestling, it's like a two or three month thing, or, or even like if you're building up to like WrestleMania or something, it's like a few months. This thing's been going on for. This is year three? Yeah. Like slowly. And they, they hired, can't remember the guy's name, but they hired like a, a, a long term creative guy, mm-hmm. like from the movie industry, like a while back. And, and I think you, you might be seeing like just kind of his influence be like, hey, look, 2025, this is where we're going to be. And here's how we get there slowly, like maybe mapping it out over the course of the they could they could have a whole book, you know, you know what I mean? They could have like a <laughs> whole true. a whole plan that they've got that, that they're putting in place. And we're just seeing layer after layer as they as they unveil it on TV. But, yeah, man, it's I've got friends who have been casual fans, you know, for most of their lives who are like, yo, like, did you see what had like the Jay um, and, and, and Sammy and like, you know, paying attention to the bloodline story? My mom. I got my mom into it a little bit just because I told. You do just that? because why'd you do that to that woman? No, no, no. I'll tell you, I was home, uh, and I was trying to. Explain. This is when we thought. Uh, oh, you you did the reverse. Like usually, it's when you go home. Now you got to watch the procedural dramas that your mom watches. No, 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 no so, you oh, turn this on. Man, the- my mom watches Christmas movies all year long. <laughs> Hallmark, <laughs> Lifetime, Christmas in July is like her favorite. Oh wow, time of oh, year. Yeah. But I was home and I was watching uh, SmackDown, and the way I got her into it. And she's not like into it, but she kind of understands it. Is maybe it was like a year or so ago. I was explaining that Roman Reigns was the Rock's cousin. Oh, and, and that, that hooked was, her. There that hooked is. her. Yep. And he came out, and she was like, "Oh, he is fine as his cousin too." And I was uh, like, "There oh, it is." Got no, no, no. You didn't hook her. <laughs> Roman hooked her. The, the pectorals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her. That yeah, was yeah. what happened. There you go. Let me tell you something. That sounds just like my household. Because <laughs> my wife really don't really. There care are many about households. Text in. Text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Has your household also uh, acknowledged the, uh, the tribal chief known Man, as Roman Reigns? Listen, as soon as Roman Reigns pops up on the screen, hey babe, what you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just in there watching Roman Reigns. Babe, you don't even watch the wrestling, okay? Like, relax. It's like oh, I do watch Roman Reigns. All right, babe, I'm gonna be in the other room. I'll be in the other room. You let me know when you're done. All right, fantastic wrestle talk, gentlemen. I'm proud of you. Good job. Uh, let's talk college football. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, yeah, shout out to Bad Bunny 214. Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah, his yeah. thing. Um, I saw today, I mean, amongst a whole bunch of things. We, yes. We got a lot of bowl news and just general college football stuff. <laughs> um, I know where this is going. You don't know where this one in particular. Okay. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you saw me tweet about it. Uh, the Cheez-It Bowl is no uh, yeah, more yeah. and is now being called the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And my standpoint is that is unequivocally an upgrade in title sponsor. Where do you stand, Tyler? Mm. No. No. I'm a loyal. uh, You big on the cheeses. I love cheeses. What? Love them. What? Love them. People hate cheeses? He said, bring back my cheese it bowl, damn it. I think cheeses. You know who won the cheese it bowl last year? Was LSU in the Cheez-It Bowl? Yeah, but I remember Brian. Oh, I'm about to say enlighten us because. Lowly LSU. Wait, Cheez-It Bowl is where? They were a sponsor because Brian Kelly picked up some off the ground, didn't he? Oh well, let me just now. Hold on, now you got to make sure you clarify because isn't isn't there two of them? Oh, so them, there were is, two of them last year. So maybe this, year. Maybe this was a sponsor. Bowl? Yeah, maybe it was a sponsor. Okay. But I remember him picking them up off the ground. He was scooping them like uh yeah. like like you know Cedric did those sunflower seeds in Kings of Comedy. Where he's like that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, you, you you shake them up like you're rolling some dice right quick exactly. before you pop them in. Um, 
It looks like Oklahoma was in the cheese dip. So what, the, what was the cheese that LSU? What, what was the uh, oh, the God. picture? They, they dumped Brian Kelly with some cheese it's and he picks them off the ground. Yeah, I think cheese it. Oh, went, there was two. It yeah, might have been the sponsor. Oh, y'all beat the, the mess out of Purdue. Okay, <laughs> I forgot. Him. It might have been the sponsor of that bowl. Then Woo. it was the so there's the cheese it bowl which and featured the, and that's now the pop tarts bowl. Cheese it citrus bowl or something. That's that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the citrus bowl. There we citrus go. Citrus bowl was featured LSU and Purdue. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, how do you feel about your LSU Tigers this year? I was four this past season. Man, I was telling. You, I think you were there. I was. Uh, it might have been recently when I saw you. I don't know if you were there yet, but I told our, our good friend Dave Hellman that you know he had some some realistic expectations. He was talking about nine, ten wins, and I'm like, man, it's May. Like, <laughs> like it's no, it's no time to be sixteen and zero. It's no time. To, it's no time to be we realistic. We Alabama. We beaten Georgia. We exactly. win the it's, whole damn thing. May. We, what pre- do you mean whipping Alabama? We blank in Alabama. <laughs> right. What you mean? Pre Memorial Day is not the time to like come in with some realistic expectations. They beat Alabama last year. They got the quarterback coming back. You know, fifteen and zero. Now get let's get to Labor Day and then I'll probably have like a more okay, no problem <laughs> one I'll, that makes more sense. But I'll, right now undefeated. Why I'll write not? that down. I'll write that down. <laughs> Do y'all go to Alabama or does Alabama come to Death Valley this season? Uh, they go to Alabama. Okay, yeah, they go to Alabama. Okay, okay. Speaking of Alabama, you were saying that uh, Nick Saban been out here talking, like talking, talking. Yeah, Nick Saban apparently had some things to say when it comes to NIL and the idea that, well, maybe we should just unionize the thing since you know these cats are out here getting you know paid. So he was speaking at the SEC meetings in Destin, and they he's in favor of players getting paid, but not in the way that it's going right now. He feels like they're uh, the lack of parity in college football. <laughs> that he can, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Correct, exactly. Um, and I just, I just find the comments from Saban to be rather disingenuous, to be honest with you. Sure. Um, because he gets to be the beneficiary of all of these kids, you know. Right. And the money that he's made is because of the success that he's been able to garner because of these kids and how they do it. So and that band's dealership. Like, quit getting mad at these kids for getting the money that right. they're getting. Like, it's just. To me, it's too much. There's so much money out there for like like these these players who are the main reason that people come to these football games and, and any sports. A lot of the college sports, like yeah, get get the money. I don't know how it come, however it comes about. Get the money. I'm glad that they get paid. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not a big when p- players talk about uh, professional football players, professional athletes. Like the owners have way more money. Like if we if we're deciding where the money goes, it should be to the people that people go to see when they're they're, they're competing. Um, so like I, you know, when running backs hold out, hold out, get your money, especially running backs. You know what I mean? When you win the, when you when your you, your deal, you know, you you blow out your knee at twenty five and you're mm-hmm. you're done. Like if a running back needs to hold out or a receiver needs to hold out because they feel like they gotta, you know, give some leverage to to get paid, get paid. So that brings me back to a conversation or just like a point that I brought up last yeah. week. Because uh, over the weekend, my little brother graduated. One of my two little brothers uh, graduated from high school. The younger of the two is going into high school, and he was telling me, "I'm thinking about playing running back." And in, I didn't say nothing to him in that moment, but in my head, I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but in my head, I'm I'm also thinking, you know, he's gonna make his decisions. You gotta let him make right. his decisions. But also, like, I'm big bro, and I probably would like to help. What would you say if that's your little brother and he tells you he's thinking about playing running back as opposed to cornerback and safety, which he had previously played? Man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't have siblings, so I've never had to have those 
Oh, you've been out here on the. Oh man, yeah, you was yeah. looking good. Yeah, so man, that that's tough, man. Like, oh, like you said, on one one hand, you want to support them and, and not like crush their dream or anything, but uh, man, to get maybe show them the numbers. <laughs> Cold <laughs> hard big, facts, like, hey, baby. Look, hey, here's here's how much the highest paid. Here's where this person got drafted, or where here's how many times his yeah. knee was reconstructed. Yeah, yeah. Here's what this person <laughs> did after uh, oh. this injury and that injury, and just kind of let them make that decision himself, man. Okay. All right. Don't listen to me though. Probably. Cold that's probably hard not, facts. That's probably not like, great advice. I feel like here, fourteen year old. Here is cold hard facts for you. Now make your decision. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it's probably might not be the best that's way to do that. Maybe it's good. I don't have any siblings. Bad advice. <laughs> Tyler, tell the folks where they can find you and the work you're doing these days, man. Uh, as you said, man, follow me on Twitter at Ty Batiste. B a t i s t e no p. Mm-hmm. Uh, most importantly, though, follow the Athletic NBA final start tomorrow. A lot of great coverage. Uh, coming up tomorrow and through the rest of the week and month and heading into draft season. Got a lot, a lot of good stuff uh, in the, in the work. So uh, yeah, that's about it. Who's your beat writers for Denver and for Miami in this series? Uh, we got Tony Jones out in Denver. Will Guillory's uh, on Miami as well. We got Sam Amick, John Hollinger, David Aldridge. Everybody's going to be out there. We got a whole army of folks. Oh, out. I always love when that happens. Cause that means you'll get, like three or four stories all, you know, hitting a different aspect of the game. It's always a great cover. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we're hitting it from different layers, nationally, locally, you know, everything. So should be fun. Should be a fun series. Hopefully it goes, hopefully it goes seven, because I think seven-game series are fun. But yeah. I don't, as we talked about, to, to, to bring it back, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure this one's going to go seven. So we'll see. By the way, Will Giller, a terrific writer. You, is he still covering the Pelicans? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Tony... Tony something else, man. He comes Tony's to Utah. Utah. Woo, boy. <laughs> I love Tony Jones, man. That, that's my guy, man. Hey, Tyler, appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Yes, sir. Coming up next on the Get Right, which NFL teams had the best off-seasons and where do your Cowboys fall in that discussion? we do it next on the Get Right. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.